This is City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast. Brought to you by Range Lending and Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider of Detroit City FC. And now for your host of City Radio, the voice of Detroit City FC, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of City Radio. It's the official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Visit them on the web at www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. I think by now, everybody might have recovered from what happened last Saturday, but certainly was a party in Detroit. And we are live at the City Clubhouse, as we always are. And the dust is beginning to settle on a championship season for Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of La Rouge, and want to jump right in with our guest here today. Speaking of awards, this guy got one, a cool bike. The Black Arrow Award winner of 2019. He is Sean Lawson. Sean, Appreciate you coming out, man. Did you ride the bike up here? I did not. It's uh, it's somewhere safe, and I'm just waiting for the right time to to ride it. Do you have like a a license plate that says Sean on it or SCL or something like that? I don't, but that's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into that and put it on there. Get that personalized. No yes. doubt, no doubt about it. But Sean Lawson here, our guest on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. So so Sean, what about that when when they announced your name and and certainly. All Detroit City fans knew what the story was when we showed up. You guys were going to be the champions. There was nothing, anything, anything. There's nothing anybody could do about it. Nobody could stop it. When they said your name as a Black Arrow Award winner, what went through your? What was the first thing that went through your mind? Um, not much really. I was just really happy, and I heard the crowd. And I heard my teammates calling my name, and it felt really good to receive that award and you know so many good players before me won it uh i think steve steve carroll won it last year i think uh yep. but couldn't take the bike yes couldn't take the bike still in college correct correct so that bike is somewhere else but uh no to get <laughs> but to you get, got your bike yes mine's safe mine's safe <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that award is awesome to get and you know just happy with the results of the season and just happy with that yeah and, and sean certainly it was a magical season and, and now that you've had a chance to um you know, get the party taken care of. First, uh, you know what? Before we get into the season recap, what was what was that like Saturday night? You guys oh, get loose? You guys get sat- loose or what? We were very loose. We were uh, <laughs> we were uh, we were having a good time. We were toasty. We were uh, we were having. Everyone was just having fun. We were uh, we went out as a team and saw everyone's faces out there, and uh, it was a good celebration as a team. Yeah, how did the city receive you? Was there much love for the home team? There was, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in uh, one of the, I think one of the bars we went to, there was like a a, a guy with a DCFC uh, scarf on his on his shoulders, and like, really? everyone said what, what's up to him. So that was awesome to see him the same night. But yeah, yeah, and you guys certainly came through the city clubhouse here for a little post match festivity. So so that was a good time had by all, no question about it. But as as you get some time to reflect and take some aspirin after what happened Saturday night and and rehydrate and all those kinds of things. When you look back at it this season, I mean, the victory over a Liga MX team, you guys win the Members' Cup going away. You guys won the conference title in the MPSL. I mean, if there was some hardware, you guys pretty much came away with it. I mean, have you processed what happened, how truly special this season was? I have a little bit. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's been so long and we've just been uh, on a long road in the season. We've the start we had some bumps, but we um, made it out in the final. And then this Members Cup, we did also did really well, um, almost unbeaten. 
but yeah, the guys knew what it what it needed what needed to happen, and we've been working on it all all year. So we've uh, we kind of expected it, but we're also happy with what we've done and look, looking back on it. And what has Trevor Dr- Trevor James brought to this team? And Nate Steinwasher's in the house here tonight. He and I were having a conversation about it. Nader, a couple, Nader. A, a couple a couple podcasts ago. And remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look up City Radio on iTunes. Click subscribe, and you are in there. The latest editions will go right to your phone as soon as they get uploaded. So it's, it's delivered right to you. I can't do any more for you guys. I, I hand it to you. All you got to do is listen. That's all you have to do. But what, what exactly did Trevor bring to the table and, and Nate might have a little bit different answer than you do based on because of what Trevor brought to the table Nate at times was not very busy uh, but, but on yes. the other on the other end of that spectrum you guys were and and what what was different this season than, than maybe seasons have passed um I'd say from the start Trevor uh, had a plan and certain goals for us to accomplish and he, he laid those out at the start and it was up to us to either buy in or to well, the only option was for us to buy in, and he made that clear as well. So, you know, all the guys knew what they had to do, and uh, we played well, we trained well, and that's what happens when you do those things, the results in the field show, and we're happy with that. Yeah, certainly. And what was amazing to me, and this is something I, I spoke with during matches on our Watch City broadcast brought to you by Baker College with John Krieger. By the way, John Krieger's here in the house. He'll join me in just a little bit here on City Radio, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending how you guys were able to incorporate being able to choke somebody out defensively but at the same time play an entertaining brand of soccer offensively because usually you look across a soccer landscape Sean you get one or the other you don't get both like teams either try to choke you out and it's a Serie A Italy type match or all hell breaks loose and, and it's a upper rim Premier League match that's that's going 5-4 you guys were able to use the best of both worlds why is that I think um, we had our, our system that Trevor put in place you know the formation like I uh, said before the personnel we had the back three was probably the best uh, formation for us. We had Jalen back there, Steve, Musa at the start, Sebi was in there too, and uh, we had big boys in the back, and that helped us. And then on the other hand, like you said, the other side of the game, we had a lot of very technical players that were kind of shielded with all the with the back five who can, uh, when, when their time came, it was their job to create and move us forward. So we had the best of both worlds with the personnel we had on the squad this year. Absolutely, and it was a championship effort on all fronts. You personally, Sean Lawson, our guest here on City Radio, we're live at the City Clubhouse. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you all with us as you have been supporting the podcast. Continue to do so, and do that by visiting our sponsor, Real Team Real Estate Online, www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. If you're looking to get in the real estate market, now is the time. Rates are low. Use the the people that I trust, uh, Tom Lauer, all the ownership group over there at Real team real estate i vouch for him personally and heck when you when you visit the website you want to use real team real estate i'll go with you to look for your house i made this offer before i'll go with you sometimes hey why not man i'll do it i'll do it up i'll just go just to show you uh, how much faith and trust i have in real team real estate your your career personally sean and in I had the opportunity working at Oakland. I call your matches for ESPN Plus uh, back to your college days uh, when you just showed up on the scene here, uh, fresh from your U17 Jamaica national team days and, and everything that you were doing there. 
your college coach, Eric Pogue, uh, has always called you technically one, one of the best technical players that he's ever coached. You're, you're the ultimate piano player in that you get the tune when the ball's at your feet. Yeah, what, when you hear somebody say that about how good you are technically, what, what's, your, what's your response to that? Uh, They're right, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just try and work on my game and try and add things that I, don't ha- I didn't have before. Um, yeah, when I was in college, I played different positions, and, you know, uh, Eric trusted me to play those positions. I'd play up top. I'd play out wide. You did a lot of wing work. Yes. Yeah. I and you know, you know what's funny since that time? And, and I'll let the cat out of the bag now because Eric and I had these conversations before, and he's like – yeah, he just he's much more effective up front in the middle than, than he is on the wing. Like, yeah, you know, and, I, but but you would do that because that's what the situation called for at times. Yeah, I remember him saying that too uh, a couple of times <laughs> in school. Yeah, he'd say like a little more colorfully, I would imagine. Yes, yes, different different uh, words, but um, <laughs> the same message. He he said that yeah, just closer to the net, whatever I was doing, just trying to do it closer to the net, and um, I think I took that part of the game to where I'm now playing. Uh, striker or forward and trying to score as many goals as I can. So I try and keep that all those uh, pointers in mind from, from Eric. And, and scoring goals certainly is something you've continued to do here at Detroit City FC, the all-time goal-scoring leader. That was something we touched on the last time you were here on City Radio. But, but again, Sean, nobody's put the ball in the back of the net with the spirit of Detroit on their chest more more than you have. I mean, that's that's not my opinion. That's fact. You can go back and look it up. Why why has it worked? Even through, you know, the different systems that we talked about and the different ways of playing, the different levels of competition, what, the one constant through all that has been that you've scored goals. Yeah, I can. I think uh, when I play, I feel good. And uh, to score goals is probably one of the better feelings. And I've always had good teams. Uh, the 2012, when I was here, 2012, 2014, 2015, yeah, all the teams – I've just been lucky to have good guys feeding me goals, like game in, game out. And even when I don't score, we can we all, there's always guys to score goals, so there's a little less pressure on me. Mm-hmm. So I always, I'm always concentrating and focused to, you know, just do my job and whatever that is, score, assist. I'll, I'll be there. You want to take some questions from Twitter? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, this is what you've been looking forward to. I, I know that. The, uh, the Twitter questions are always there. And remember, you can fire them off with the hashtag City Radio. Our hashtag City Radio Twitter thread brought to you by Xscape to go Looking for something fun, new, and exciting? How about an escape room that comes to you? Xscape to go provides an all-new experience to traditional escape rooms. They go wherever you are. Have your next family get-together, corporate team-building activity, or a night out with Xscape to go from the comfort of your home or office. Michigan's only solely mobile escape room with a 30-foot trailer that's big enough to host any and all of your events. There's a variety of 10, 30, and 60-minute games. The great thing about Xscape to go is you pick the time, you pick the location, and you pick the game for you, your friends, your family, co-workers to enjoy. For questions, visit them on the web, www.dead-fun.com or give them a call, 734-506-8253. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the letter X, at Xscape to go. A big thank you to Bobby and everybody at Xscape to go for supporting City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. So, Sean, yeah, I mean, let's let, let's get into it. And Jeremy Churchman tweets at us and says, Sean, you have such an amazing talent for being in the right spot to score on broken down plays or broken down set pieces. Where do you get that ability from? Is it a developed skill, learning teammates' tendencies, or just an instinct for the ball? Um, I'd say a combination of all, all three. I'd say uh, sometimes you're lucky to be in the right spot, whether you're inside the box or outside the box. 
Sometimes it's uh, knowing your teammates. You know, uh, for instance, a left footer might cross the ball differently than a right footer. So you know what to expect or you see them uh, do make, make different moves in practice so you know where to be. So once you uh, take into account all those different factors, you can try and put yourself in the best situation. It might not work out, but if you apply that, it'll, it'll help your odds. Absolutely. More here with hashtag City Rito questions for Sean Lawson, the all-time leading goal scorer. And, of course, a Members' Cup champion, Black Arrow Award winner. And he's got a pretty cool bike, too, but he's got it stored. Um, it's under lock and key. Did you, did you? Is it in a bank vault somewhere? No, equivalent, but, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> equivalent. it's, it's very, very safe. I can't, I can't uh, disclose the location for now. Do you hire Nate Steinwasher to guard it for you? Yes, that's my top security guard. <laughs> <laughs> My personal security card. Yeah, I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Jamie Ventura tweets at us, Sean, you can only keep one. Your goal in 2014 against Fort Pitt, the MPSL goal of the year that year, or your 2018 goal against FC Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup. You can only keep one. By the way, I can't decide. Hashtag City Radio. Uh, that's a good question. Is that like choosing between children right there? Yeah, I think so, yeah. But uh, we're not letting you off that easy. you got to no, pick no. one. I'd say the Cincy goal. I, th I think that goal was like... That's like how you play soccer. Like that's what you try and do. That's I would what, agree. Yeah, that's what you coach. Like that's what you want to see happen on on the field. So yeah, I Th like that, that goal. goal. That goal reminded me of the Nike Brazil commercials back in the mid nineties oh, and the early two thousands. Like, they go from like the goalie all the way up to the striker. Yeah, yeah. And, like the ball never the ball never stays at somebody's feet for more than two seconds, and yep. it, it goes the full way up the field. I mean that that was Jogo Benito, right? Yes, there. yes, I mean, that's it was. what it was. It was. It was good to see. Good to yeah. be a part of too. I mean, that was like an absolute jailbreak. Yeah. And, and it was. Here, here's the one. And, and this one, this one garnered a lot of attention on really? Twitter. And I know this has been a big topic of discussion, not with everybody that I've talked to here on Detroit City FC. This is table tennis related. Yes. And, and for those that don't know, we, we are, we are, oh yeah, see Nate Steinwasher knows right away. We are at City Clubhouse. And there's a player's lounge attached to City Clubhouse. It's where the guys hang out. They cut loose. They have uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation in there. Yep. There's also a table tennis table that's in there. And that's where all the action happens, is it not? Yes. It gets very intense and it gets very uh, serious, yeah. The, okay. Everyone and, tries and I can to tell. Win. You're getting serious about it right now, and I'm not even, yeah, I'm yeah, not I'm even just, addressing it yet. Yeah, it's serious. NGS Tonto wants to know, and this is what this is the content we're all here for right now, Sean. Were you really ranked number 12 nationally in Canada for table tennis? Yes, I uh, was. Yes, yes. I'll say yeah. <laughs> the, how how the did that come to be? The rankings are unofficial, though, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, <laughs> there's no sanctioning body for the rankings, but the rankings do exist, and I was t uh, 12 on the on the list. The, number 12 in the streets. That, yes, you know what? Though? You that's can even, say that. Yeah, that's even more credible. I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's some international ping pong federation, no, IPPF, you know, world rankings or Canadian rankings or something like that. Those don't matter. I put more, I put more juice in the fact that you were number 12 in the streets of Canada. Yes, in, yes. In the, in the ping pong back channels. That's all that matters. That's where that's where the real games go down. People respect that game. Are you the best ping pong player on the roster? No, no. There's there's too many players. There's so many players. But you were number 12 nationally in Canada. Yes, though. They're yes, not yes. all from Canada. No, yeah, no. They're international. Yeah. Uh, Javi's good. Jalen's good. Uh, James is good. Uh, Diego. Who else? Uh, I'm missing someone. Uh, 
I was missing someone, but yeah, there's like a good amount of players that are actually like actually really good, and it gets fun. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I want to check that out. I want to see what's going on with the ping pong. Feels good too. I heard Phil was good too. Yeah, yeah, Phil <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to get confirmation on that. Uh, our good friend Gus Macker tweets at us with the hashtag City Radio. Remember, you can tweet your question anytime it pops in your head. I, I believe we have one or two more episodes of City Radio left for this season. So if you have something that pops in your head, kind of speak now or forever hold your peace. We're joined by Sean Lawson here at the City Clubhouse. Gus Macker, our good friend in South Florida, says, name a club within reason, Sean, that you would like to see come to Keyworth for a friendly. A club within reason. Um, man, so many good teams. Um, like who, who would who would get your you, you know who would get your juices going? I, I know you were fired up for the Atlas match. Yes, with, with yes. you guys, you guys got the dub in that one. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see a German team, maybe Dortmund. I don't know. I know their their fans are like one of the best. I'm trying to like think of yeah. what we have in common. Yeah, I think a Dortmund game would be really really fun. Okay, and and then we had a response from. Uh, from at Taco Man <laughs> X86. Same question for you, Sean Lawson, but without reason. Without reason. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> those l- those follow ups are always my favorite, man. That sounds better. I'd like to see Messi at Keyworth. Yeah. Yeah. At Messi and Barca. Yeah, that would be a good a good watch. Okay. So I, I believe, are you breaking the news right here? That, that Maybe, yeah. Hopefully they hear it and then they'll just, just come over. Well, I mean, we do get thousands of listens to this. Really? Yeah, so, awesome, I mean, awesome. You know, word could trickle back to to Barcelona. I hope it does. I hope yeah. it does. <laughs> it, it, it certainly could. It, it certainly could. Sean Lawson joining us here. Remember City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Use the people that I use, the people that I trust. It's the biggest financial transaction of your life, folks. Use the people that are the very best at what they do, and that is Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Visit them on the web at www mirealteam.com slash DCFC. Support the companies that support Detroit City. If you like this content, folks, and you're looking to get in the real estate market, you're not quite sure which direction to go, uh, that's the angle to play. You're going to get the very best service. You're also going to support Detroit City FC. It's going to be win-win for everyone. And uh, certainly, you know, support those companies that are making all this content possible. Sean Lawson, our guest, final couple minutes with him. What's next? What's next for Sean Lawson? Uh, next is uh, just resting up. Probably going to go home and just uh, reset and hopefully get back into training soon. And uh, keep keep my fitness and keep my mentality strong. So hopefully, whatever is next, I'm ready for it. People will say the mark of a of a good professional is somebody that always improves on their areas of weakness. And you hear this with NBA guys all the time. If you know, being honest with yourself, Sean, what what is, what is the area of your game that you'll focus on in the off season that you want to improve upon? Um, area of my game, I probably say my. My fit, my fitness, and probably my work rate. Um, I think, yeah. Once the season. Uh, well, that, that's that's I. You know, you wouldn't really get a player that would sit there and, and say that. Say, hey, I have to be, you know, I have to be more involved. I have to turn it up a couple notches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most players, yeah, I think they do. Maybe they might not say it out loud, but but they know. Players know, and they always want to try and get better. But um, for me, yeah, probably say work rate and just trying to add maybe one more thing to my game every year, and then hopefully. I keep keep it going and 
it, it works out. So that's the, the goal is to keep it going. Well, Sean, you, you certainly have kept it going. I mean, there's no more awards left for you to win. So I, I know that can't be the motivation. But it, but again, man, I've, I've been calling your matches since since basically you were a kid. Yes, yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's been impressive. You know what I need from you, man? I need a game used jersey signed yes, for, yes. for my basement. That's what I need from you. But yeah, let's do it. Yeah, We, we can do that kind of yes, stuff now because you're in the pros, not in college. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so so I, need, world. I, I, need, I need that number nine. You know, I, I need that I need that auto and I, I need, awesome, I need yeah. to get it framed up and get it in there. So you need to make that happen for me, my yes, friend. Yes, yes, yes. Sean Lawson, everybody joining us here on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. Appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks, Neil. Get, thanks. get that work in and uh, we'll be having this discussion again next year, I'm sure. Yes, thanks for having me and uh, yeah. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, John Krieger, my color analyst for the Watch City broadcast, will recap the season from what he saw. We'll talk about Trevor James, his impact. We'll get into a little bit about his story as well. When we come back, this is City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official real estate providers for Detroit City FC. One. Welcome back to City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. We are live at the City Clubhouse. Just wrapped up that discussion with the Black Arrow Award winner, Sean Lawson. And I didn't get a chance to get into this with him as I welcome in my next guest. You hear him with me on our Watch City stream, brought to you by Baker College. He is the one, the only, the incomparable Mr. John Krieger. John, appreciate you uh, making the trip out here to the City Clubhouse. You're a veteran of this place. And more importantly than that, John, I wanted to catch up with you and, and, and really recap a historic season that ended in a championship and a celebration Saturday night, which was probably good for you because you're a Tottenham fan, and we all know how that's going. You went to Michigan State, and we saw what the Oakland Golden Grizzlies did to them last night. Things weren't going well for you, John, but Detroit City came through and saved the day for you. How are you, my friend? Um, you know, I'm doing great, partner. Thanks for that welcome. Here I thought he's calling me incomparable, and, you know, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy and talking about the fact that I've known Neil for years and consider him a good friend. And then he had to throw that out there. Um, I mean, it was nice enough that, that Tottenham decided to beat, uh, you know, Eastern European farm boys yesterday 5-0. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, yeah, it's been kind of rough, except for Detroit City. But what a season we had to celebrate. Uh, no friend. no question about it. We're going to get into a couple things with you. Of course, we will recap the city. Talk to talk about your story uh, a little bit as well. And, you know, you, you certainly do have an interesting one, a, a season ticket holder at one time. But we'll touch on that in just a a little bit, but but I did want to piggyback on, on some of the questions that I asked Sean Lawson because I think you'll have somewhat similar answers to them. But you know, as as the dust settles and you know we we shake off kind of the hangovers from Saturday night and all the festivities here, boy, the, the beers were flowing up here at the City Club. Let me just say it like that: they Sean Lawson's not he's not in his head. Yes, yes, they were, they certainly were, and it was a good time had by all. But you know, as the dust settles on this season, John, give, give me your takeaways on, on what truly was historic. Just five or excuse me, four goals conceded in all the Members' Cup play. Uh, it, it's something the likes of which we, we haven't seen before. No, I think it was uh, probably, if we look at it, one of the best seasons in the history of United States lower division soccer. I, think, I don't think that's hyperbolic to put that out there. You look at the fact that Detroit City FC's only competitive loss of the season before Saturday, which doesn't matter because we still lifted the trophy, and I can't believe Milwaukee was celebrating on the pitch while we were lifting a cup. Um, I'll take lifting the cup, thanks. Um, But the only competitive loss before that, you had a lead against Kalamazoo 
and they scored a couple quirky late goals to win it. And then you win 20-plus matches in between. You beat a Liga MX side, which there are MLS clubs that get manhandled by Liga MX sides. And here is this club from Keyword Stadium playing in front of the best supporters in in American soccer um, and probably pound for pound, like you say, in American sports. And, and this club beats them. Um, and then you go and you take the step up from the amateur season to the extended season, the NPSL Members' Cup, and you bring in the other iconic lower division clubs out there, some of them like Chattanooga FC, like New York Cosmos, and you beat them. And so to see this club go from, in, by the way, a year of transition with an, a new manager <laughs> right. and, and basically a new setup in that regard, a new system, playing basically four at the back for a number of years with Ben Pierman. Oh, by the way, here we go with a 3-5-2. Cool. Yeah. And they still win. And so you've got a situation where every single change that could have been thrown at them was thrown at them. And they said, thanks, next. And you put together a season like that and you keep winning and you you keep bringing new fans out. And by the way, do it while you take over a couple of youth clubs and expand the city brand. I challenge any lower division club in this country to top what we saw from April to now October of this year. I think it is a one a season and a growth pattern that will be remembered as this game grows in this country as one of the kind of the bellwether and, and seminal years for what you have. John Krieger joining us here on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, my broadcast partner on the Watch City broadcast that were brought to you all season long by Baker College. And, and John, what about that too? Because when you look at the landscape of what Detroit City FC has done, and more importantly, you look to the horizon because this whole thing gets fired up in pretty short order because we'll go through the holidays, boom, it'll be January, and then in February the engines fire back up again. I mean, there really is a very, very short off season, and that time of transition that you spoke about will continue to some degree. Absolutely. You know, and low-key, one of the most important lines of your interview with Jean-Claude Lawson was, I'm going to get back into training here pretty quick. They're already thinking about the fact that season... 2020 starts now. Right. And it's it's going to be a different kind of lead up. You know, the big off-season event in years past for Detroit City FC other than Northern Guard Thanksgiving would be the open tryouts where basically guys would come out and, and pay a tryout fee to work out here at 11 o'clock at night to try to get a spot, you know, and, and compete with college kids. Um, now it's player announcements, legitimate, who are you going to go get? And now it's an off-season with Trevor where he's going to be out there talking to agents and going, who can I bring in? Because we're going to pay people and we're going to get people into training camp. There's going to be a training camp. And then you're going to go ahead and, and go into this sanctioned league in this division, and you go into NISA, and you start up with that. This is, you know, kind of the next phase. Members' Cup was that, that kind of in-between period. Now, this is a professional club, and you're going to see all of the things that you're used to seeing if you're a fan of the game in European leagues, in other American leagues. You're going to see that here because people are going to be waiting to see what now 
Trevor James can do with an offseason under his belt. And I'm, ex- I'm excited for what will happen. Yeah, there's no question about that. John Krieger, my guest here. We're recording City Radio official podcast, Detroit City FC, live at the City Clubhouse. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. All you got to do, go to iTunes, search City Radio, click subscribe. It's so easy, even I can figure it out, folks. Like, that's how easy it is. The episodes will pop right up on your phone as soon as they get uploaded into the official SoundCloud page. Make sure you visit the sponsors, Real Team Real Estate, the legend Matt in the house. Oh, look at that. There you go. Hey, Michigan State Spartans last night. Cool, bro. That's all right. He's got a Tottenham he, he, jacket he, on. We'll, we're, he's fine. <laughs> he did. He did. He predicted it on Twitter. He was. At, he said 2-0, though. It was 1-0. But, hey, whatever. We, we digress. But just having some fun with my Spartan brethren uh, here on City Radio. And uh, that actually, uh, Mackie distracted me. I forgot what my other point was. Oh, yeah, now I remember, John. But, uh, you know, John, when you look at – how, how you have come to be in, in the broadcasting spectrum here. You have a very unique story. And just the backstory to the backstory, you've been in the radio business. You're in the radio business a long time uh, here in the city of Detroit. You and I knew each other. When I started out at Oakland, we worked together during the WDFN days. When you were at WDFN, you were a season ticket holder for Detroit City. You worked your way all the way up from season ticket holder to, uh, to color commentator for the Watch City broadcast. To your partner, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I, I I liked what City was doing, and I had spent some time working in UK radio, um, hosting uh, a show on, on TalkSport, which is basically, if, if you're not familiar with it, um, the UK's version of ESPN Radio, 24-hour sports radio. And they decided they wanted an American on the broadcast, and they picked me, and I have no idea why. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, it was, but it was one of the best years of my life. And I, I really learned during that year what it meant to support the game differently than the way we have it in this country. Sure. I learned what it was to support a club, not a team. And I really fell in love with the supporter culture that I would have when fans would call my show and you could hear that for them it was more than a franchise. It wasn't the L.A. St. Louis, L.A. Rams. It was this club that had been there since, you know, 1820, 1850. And there's you, fabric to it. There's roots to it. Yes, there is. And it's it's a tapestry that is woven through the generations and you, you carry it from fathers to sons and daughters. Man, and, you sound like Mitch Album right now. Uh, oh, God. Um, Except yeah. you're actually here. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's a compliment or not. But uh, I'm just saying that happened, everybody. <laughs> don't you know? Don't be mad at me. I'm not the one that did it. <laughs> Carry on. Um, you know, and so when you would hear that supporter base talk about how much they love their clubs, and by the way, it wasn't just. And this was the thing that I loved more than that was it wasn't just Premier League clubs it was championship clubs and League One clubs and League Two clubs and conference clubs and clubs that would draw 2,000 um, on, a, on a weekend and, and their big income would be at the bar after the game Right. Um, and then I, I saw what was starting to happen in here in Detroit and when they moved to Keyworth Stadium I said I gotta be a part of it and I I came down here and I was here at the first match at Keyworth Stadium and uh, I fell in love with what this club was trying to do, which was to be a proper club and not something to be owned, but something to be guarded and cherished and built and where the people at the top of it considered themselves stewards of what they were building, not people who were just going to draw off of a property and try to make as much money as possible. Right, extract. You know? they're, they're, look, they're, looking to, they're looking to contribute, not to extract. Yes, they want to build. They want to right. reinvest. They want to grow. 
Detroit City FC by far and away, and I've taken some extensive time to look at this game in this country, is the closest that I I come to finding what it is to be that European, that English club that really stirred the soul of the game inside of me. So I start coming down here, and I'm 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 in, I'm in love with what's going on. I'm in the stands for the FC United of Manchester friendly, and I'm just I'm loving it. And then you reach out and say, "So I gotta go on a family trip. Hey, wanna wanna call the Dayton match? Yeah. Back in 2016. By the way, white numbers on yellow charity kits that match." Top five hardest broadcasts ever yeah. in my life, all right? <laughs> Couldn't tell you who was scoring half the time, but they put five past Dayton. And following that match, the outpouring of support from the Northern Guard, from City fans to say, hey, uh, you managed not to screw up while Rule was away, uh, and, and we love to have you. Um, and then City called me in the offseason and said, you know, do you, do you want to come in? And then my first season behind the microphone, they win a championship. Um I don't think that I am understating how much this club means to me, both as a broadcaster but as a person, because of the people that support it. You know, you and I always sure. say, you know, you and I always say on Twitter, um, you know, that we're nothing without our fans. But that's the case. Where I'm so grateful for everything. I'm also grateful for what the club did for me in terms of making me a better person. Um, you know, I grew up in suburban Detroit. Um, where my my family didn't like coming down to Detroit. Yeah. They were they were kind of the people that said, "Oh, did, you don't want to go down there. Detroit's dirty. Detroit's a problem." When Detroit went bankrupt, they kind of clucked their finger, you know, they they clucked their tongues and and kind of wagged their fingers and said, "See, this is what happens." But you come down here and you see what a match night in Hamtramck is like. Yeah. You you really fall in love with the city and you fall in love with the fact that the club is part of the city. And then I got married in the city down yeah. at a, you know down down and and. It's seeing what the the club has done, what the Northern Guard has done, what they've done in the community, what they've done for charity. I'm uh, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Yeah, that that certainly is the case, and you know that that's some that's a a sentiment certainly that that I echo as well. I mean, um, my wife is still upset with them about the whole frosted tips thing, but you know she'll she'll get over it. Yeah, but eventually. you had frost resistant hair. You didn't even <laughs> it didn't even take, dude. You raised all that money for charity, and yeah. it didn't even take. <laughs> it wouldn't lift. I believe that was the uh, that was a technical term. The highlights would not lift in my hair. So I'll, I'll I'll certainly stand by that. John Krieger, my guest here, my color analyst on the Watch City broadcast, brought to you by Baker College. We're live at the City Clubhouse, City Radio. The official podcast of Detroit City FC, and John, you know we 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 got into all this, and and we were talking about the origins of of the club and what they've pulled off on the pitch, and certainly in the community. But you and I can can certainly speak to this because we're this is what we do. I mean, when you look at to what they've been able to do. I remember when I started doing this over at Estadio Casteca, <laughs> out of a press box that. You couldn't had, see out couldn't of. Couldn't see out of because the windows were clouded, and if it rained, you could really forget about it. And it happened to rain all the time. It seemed like we we have taken this from that to matches on Fox Sports Detroit being part of the, of the mainstream media, which is still a battle uh, that Detroit City FC fights, which which is crazy to me because the attendance is the attendance. I mean, if if you're if you're a media outlet, it would behoove you to pay it its proper due, but whatever, you know, that, that success isn't defined by that. I, I certainly understand that. But when you look at, at how this has happened, I mean, John, 
the the national championship match against Odessa, there was over 25,000 people watching at, at any given time. The Atlas match, the same type of numbers, between 25 and 30,000. If, if you break that down for all the TV elite, that's almost a two-share, like a 2.0 rating, 2.0 television rating without being on television. That's absurd. That's absurd that that happened. And the, the media trajectory of this club certainly has, has mirrored what they've done in the community. Absolutely. They they decided when – remember, this all started through a, a community football league. Right. And then the five original owners step in and say, well, if we can do this with a football league, let's see if we can pool our resources and buy it and have a club because they wanted to build – just like Detroit was building. Right. And, and they've done that. Instead of building a new stadium, they said, here's something that's owned by Franklin Roosevelt. Let's make it better. Let's bring it back. Isn't sure. that cool? You know. But what they've also done is proven that support comes from organically grown and built things. Boys and Rouge on Twitter tweeted his attendance stats today for the year. All right. We had this season at Keyword Stadium, the the third highest attended game in Detroit City history um, in terms of single game, the second highest in average attendance uh, season for Detroit City FC, average attendance of 57.79 per match. The only season better than that was the 2017 season where they made that national semifinal and the sellout probably helped. They drew 111,000 fans, 111,578 fans through Keyword Stadium's gates. That should tell you. And by the way, I, was, I had to stop and pick up a gift today at a local sporting goods store that has nothing to do with soccer. Guess what was there behind the counter? Detroit City FC scarves, Detroit City FC shirts. The brand is growing. If, you, if you're a brand out there that is looking at, what, at a way to capture a growing market... This is it, okay? Younger individuals have grown up with the game. They love the game. The exposure of the European leagues in this country, what NBC Sports has done with the Premier League, what Fox Sports has done with Bundesliga, what uh, ESPN Plus has done with the Italian League and Serie A, um, all of that is growing the game here, and fans want a local club to support Detroit City FC is that that local club, and it's exactly what the owners envisaged when they started this. It is absolutely working. If you're just looking at it and saying, well, you know, you're, you were amateur or whatever, and you're going pro in a lower division, you can't look at that. You have to look at the fact that it, it, compl- it, it grows. My, fun, my favorite story about that uh, semifinal match, you know, I had six or seven people call me because they knew I worked for the club that day and said that if I could get them tickets... They'd give me 100 bucks a pop for the ticket. <laughs> All right? Think about that. Yeah. Amateur club. I, Sean Mann always said that, too. But he, when he learned that tickets were being scalped for that match, he said that that was the day that the club arrived. When, when your tickets are being scalped, that's, if, that's it, when you're there. If I had had, if I had negotiated into my deal, you know, don't pay me as much, but give me like a 10-pack of tickets every match, I could have walked out with a grand. <laughs> I had people I had people calling begging for right. tickets. I had in fact the scalpers are still there by the way. I walked into the match against uh, Michigan Stars and there were some enterprising youths that were out there trying to scalp tickets uh, before matches this year, but that was a little different. It just is indicative of the growth of this club. 
Yeah, certainly. There, there is no question about that. Remember, City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate providers of Detroit City FC. My last plug for them for the night, I promise you. You need to do me a favor, though. Go to the website. And if you're looking to get in the real estate market, hit them up and, and do so. They're the people I trust. Uh, Tom Lauer, uh, maybe on the uh, – because next week is the last episode of City Radio for the season. Maybe I'll get into that story. How Tom Lauer, the owner of Real Team Real Estate, kind of saved my broadcasting career. Maybe I'll tell that story um, I, I want to hear that story. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. tune in on the yeah. podcast maybe next week i'll i'll get into that so you're, so you're like harwell yeah absolutely. You, know, you know the story about ernie harwell in baltimore i did guy, I did. guy he, was, he was gonna get fired until a waiter at a chinese restaurant told the uh, the beer brewer that uh you gotta sign a petition to save ernie harwell and it saved his career so apparently for you it's real estate my <laughs> for, friend. For, yeah we were working together in the mortgage field at, at the time but I'll, I'll tell that story maybe next week but uh with all that being said go to www.mirealteam.com slash dcfc they have a whole detroit city themed website if anything else even if you're not looking to get in the real estate or the mortgage market just go check out the website at least give them a click you know help me out on that respect well john i will say this before we get out of here i i've called matches with lots of people at, at lots of different levels the television espn's all of it you know former premier league goalkeepers and pundits for being sports and you know the top level of of guys and, and i put you up there with all of them i mean for the technical knowledge uh, of the game of soccer you know it's it's something that i'm blown away by every time i hear you break something down uh, I'm, I'm certainly baffled because it's it's something a i'm always watching the ball because that's my job your job is to look at what else is going on but b i i am I'm, I'm truly blown away by by your understanding of the game and how it happens especially at the speed in which it happens you do a great job man I love running with you. Man, you know what? It's uh, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks for the kind words, partner. Um, you know, of all the of all the jobs I do, of all the gigs I have, I think I have the most fun, and I love working with you uh, the most out there. So wow, what a, uh, what a what a touching moment that was that for everybody was, here at City but, Clubhouse. You know what? It's it's it's, it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun sharing these clubs matches with you, and I think we have more uh, outstanding uh, things to come in uh, in 2020. Absolutely, and a big thank you to all of you that came out here tonight for the taping of City Radio official podcast of Detroit City FC. We got another episode coming up next week. I believe Tuesday night is going to be the night next week with Halloween coming up on Thursday. I have some other commitments on Wednesday night. So I think Tuesday night will be the the season finale of City Radio. So I'd love to see you all up here. You can get your drinks and do everything live at the City Clubhouse. So big thank you to Sean Lawson. Big thank you to Mr. John Krieger as well. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of La Rouge. Thank you all for listening to City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC.